We had to do Snack Down in Motion. Motion? Um, Snick Pick. I wonder if Got you can the Snick Pick in Motion. All right. Are you That's ready? Fine. Yeah, I'm ready. Hey, and welcome to episode 118 of Snackdown. I'm Justin, and this is... Cool Friday Night Andy. <laughs> you know, I was editing the last episode. Yeah. And I realized, like, with the introduction, you get to do something funny and different every time, mm-hmm. and I have to yeah. do the same thing. Yeah. It's kind of... Well, it's funny, because, like... jealous uh, of your, like... You're jealous of it. You're, like, freedom there. Look, man, you you can do your own thing. I guess You've I just guess. been tacking more and more jobs and responsibilities onto the front end of that you know what i mean <laughs> you started adding numbers and stuff for orienting people to time and space what the heck man <laughs> uh so i'm very hungry and it is after nine o'clock <laughs> at night <laughs> yeah uh so uh i don't know if i should just take a bite and then we'll talk about it i don't know because you're hungry i am very hungry <laughs> <laughs> Let's just take a bite then yeah we're gonna get good uh Slurping sounds. Are we? You're going to not edit those out or? <laughs> okay. I've had a few bites. <laughs> what are we doing today? <laughs> so what we're doing today is we're having ramen. Yeah. And uh, we're getting into fall, so it's a good time to have some hot, uh, I guess, is ramen a soup? Yeah. I don't think it would be considered a soup. It's not a salad. That's <laughs> true. Uh, it's like a brothy noodly thing. <laughs> Go on. You just, you just, Would uh, you like a side salad or a side brothy noodly thing? <laughs> you just described soup. Yeah. So ramen is a Japanese noodle soup. Consists of <laughs> Chinese-style wheat noodles served in a meat or, occasionally, fish-based broth, mm. often flavored with soy sauce or misu, and uses toppings such as sliced pork, nori, menma, and scallions. Nearly Ooh. every region in Japan has its own variation of ramen, such as tonkotsu, pork bone broth, Ramen of Kyushu and the Misu ramen of Hokkaido. Dude, Those are all pretty, pronounced pretty, pretty wrong. Pretty good. Pretty wrong. Pretty good, I'd say. <laughs> That's what uh, I was thinking. Yeah, and so ramen is growing in popularity in America. It has been for a while. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people grew up eating dry packages from the grocery store. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's... <laughs> and now hardly... people are like, oh, there's actually like really good ramen places. Yeah. Uh, and you don't have to like get it for 80 cents. Your sodium content might be about the same, though. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's less, but ramen is so dang good. So if you're talking about the history of ramen, mm-hmm. the word ramen is Japanese transcription of the Chinese lamain. <laughs> don't do that. In 1910, the first ramen <laughs> shop was opened in Asakusa, Tokyo, where the Japanese <laughs> owner employed 12 Cantonese cooks from Yokohama's Chinatown and served the ramen arranged for Japanese customers. One theory says that ramen was introduced <laughs> to Japan during the 1660s by the Chinese Neo-Confucian scholar Zhu Shunsai, who <laughs> served as an, ad- an advisor to Tokugawa Mitsukuni. Let me, let me just say for the record, I'm not laughing at other languages. I'm laughing at Justin's facial expression mm-hmm. in also trying to speak other languages. Yeah. And I love it. So what we're, So we went down to Kasai. Yeah. Downtown. Kasai Ramen. Kasai Ramen. Arm- like, yeah, Armory Square-ish. I think it's on like Walton. And this first dish that we got mm-hmm. is pretty simple. I thought we were getting something different, but we didn't. <laughs> we're gonna, we got college, the college bowl. Yeah, right? so this is just basically noodles. There's a little pieces of bok choy on top, mm-hmm. and then it has uh, broth. And did, did she ask what broth? Did she ask? It says choice of broth on here, so we must have gotten the standard broth. Must have gotten the choice broth. It's either a pork or chicken, probably. Yeah. And and you know what? This is is Friday night. 
right? Yeah. We, we weren't like, hey, we're podcasting. Like, you know, find yeah. like the dead time. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like uh, I feel like having ramen at like, well, having ramen at 11 a.m. isn't bad. But like, I feel like ramen is like perfect on like a on a Friday night, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was and they have a really nice, they have a really cool place down there. Oh, yeah. It's very You know, like brick walls, really yeah. fancy. Yeah. A lot of uh, Japanese whiskeys and sakes on the wall. That um, that used to be a piano bar. Really? Yeah. There was a guy like just jamming away on a guitar. It's like picking oh, was up he? some like, like smooth jazz just by himself. Was he really? Mm-hmm. And he was just picking away and like every once in a while as someone walks by, he'll, he'll just go, I'm playing guitar here, but it used to be a piano bar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he's like, which is also a stringed instrument. <laughs> yeah, actually, piano is a percussion instrument. Are they? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Because you're hitting. Because it's a hammer. Yeah. Okay, but it's also. Let a, me check. It's also a stringed instrument. According to Oregon Symphony, the most common percussion instruments in the orchestra include the timpani, xylophone, cymbals, triangle, snare drum, bass drum, tambourine, maracas, gongs, chimes, celesta, and piano. <laughs> You missed the last one. What it was, was piano. One? Was it really? Yeah. I like how she said the most common and then listed every single one. She, she's like, horse whip noise from the uh, Jingle Bells song. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're also uh, drinking a little sake. Yeah. And, so which, like, is... and, and big disclaimer, I'm not like just drinking my dinner. Oh, I mean, you kind of are anyway when you're having ramen. But I also had dinner at like 530 with the fam. So just in... Justin's like, I'm also with the fam famished. <laughs> That's the fam I'm with right now. And so Justin's just like, Andy, keep talking because I'm going to keep pounding this ramen. It's mm, good. Yeah. So let's uh, take a little sip of this sake. I've never had this kind before. Mm. And I read online that this type of sake. Suju? Yeah. Oh, you put it away. It's in the freezer. I think it's Junmai. It is Junmai. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. So Junmai sake pairs well for Shiho broth. Which is not what we got, right? No. <laughs> okay if okay. you're getting shoyu broth you get a very dry sake this sake though is is very fruity i like it mm, right yum. yeah this is really good sake it's, it's semi-sweet mm. <sighs> yum. right yeah this is yum mm-hmm. this is yum so you want to try this too oh yeah yeah so we have a what's called a steam bun and i was like what the heck's a steam bun you're like are you trying to say steampunk <laughs> got yeah. goggles on your head and a sauna bun Lots um, of brass and copper instruments. <laughs> so uh, we had to get one because I didn't know what it was. Have you ever had a steam bun before? Yeah. You have had a steam bun? Mm-hmm. They're super good. Uh, They're best hot, right? So like... We're not doing that. We do takeaway, right? We're doing takeaway. Um, so th- when I look up steam bun on Google, mm-hmm. the first thing that comes up is how to steam a bun. Hmm. Fill a large pot with two cups of cold water. Then lay a steamer basket lined on top. Once water is up to boil, reduce heat to low and steam buns for 10 minutes. Turn off heat and let stand with lid for five minutes more. Remove lid. Let buns cool until safe to touch. That's just like steaming a bun. Yeah. Like you just take bread and put it in a steamer? That's not what this is. No, that's not what this is. (laughs) But the picture is what this is. What? Strange. All right, let's have one. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So this one, we got a... uh, Pork. This is a short rib. Oh, this is short bun. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. This is good. It says kimchi in it, doesn't it? You're right. It is pork. <laughs> I'm getting confused with my So this is pork. So this is 24-hour marinated pork mm. chashu with house kimchi and hoisin ghost sauce. Mm. Like ghost pepper, right? Yeah, I think so. It's just it's like a very 
Small hint of spice. I think that's more from the kimchi, though. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. Mm, that was good. So it was just like a light, fluffy white bun wrapped around whatever filling you have. Yeah. Do you never had that before? No. Wow. I feel like we just got somewhere, you know? <laughs> I've never. So also, <laughs> I've never had a non 80 cent packaged ramen before. Wow. Yeah. So it's a night of firsts. I would say this is the. I would argue that this is the best ramen spot in Syracuse. I think ramen spots are very like highly debated. Mm-hmm. I feel like ramen's one of those things that like people fight on where the best ramen place is. Mm-hmm. And, oh, that's not a good place. You got to go here. And yeah, that's all I ever hear people arguing about is ramen places. And you know who's arguing it? Hmm. White people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I've like been in the middle of two people arguing about ramen. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. I guess I'll just buy the package. <laughs> Sometimes you just want. You're like, fine, I'll get shrimp again. <laughs> beef, beef was the best. Really? Of the packages. Yeah. Um, I'm a little, I'm a little thirsty, man. There's like so much salt up in here. That's what the sake is for. So you've been to Kasaya before. Have you been yeah. to other ramen places too? <clears throat> yeah, I've been to other ramen places. What's your favorite type of ramen to get? Um, I'm not going to say it right, but it's like tankotsu, and so I'm pretty sure it's like a pork bone broth or like mm-hmm. a pork broth and then it's um pork belly that's like rolled and then slow cooked and then very thinly sliced and it's just like laying on the side mm-hmm. there and it's phenomenal you're a big fan of anything slow cooked yes i mean you should be if you're eating ramen you know i mean i like ramen because it's like it's so strong with like the umami and then like the salt and then and then yeah it's just like a nice slow cook and it's usually like a bone broth. And I mean, look how much fat is just like floating on the top of this mm-hmm. bad boy. Yeah. It looks like... It's hearty, right? Mm-hmm. If, it, if you're going to have to do winter, you might as well clog up your arteries. So it kind of looks like... So they just like they just paved my parking lot. Mm-hmm. And then it rained. You know, like fresh pavement, the rain sits like All on top like and like bubbles. Yeah, yeah. That's what this looks like. My parking very, lot this morning. Very specific. <laughs> but yes. So... We have another ramen and something else to get into, which I'm excited about. But do you want to talk a little bit about your climbing adventure? Uh, climbing was a lot of fun. So you went to somewhere where you said the pros go or something like that? I went to the Gunks, which is near New Paltz. And yeah, so the Gunks are kind of where um, it's just got a lot of classic routes that are highly regarded. And the type of rock is very bizarre in the sense like that... Like the, the, what it's made out of mineral-wise or like how it's shaped? Yeah, yes. It's iconic the way it's shaped, but also the mineral makeup of it. It's called quartzite. Hmm. And I'm not going to get too much into like the actual like rock science behind it because I'll probably fudge that up. But it basically looks like um, smoothed quartz. And then imagine just like chucking that into a bunch of cement and then opening up the cement in half and then like seeing like little smooth pieces of quartz just kind of like popping up everywhere. Weird. How does that happen naturally? Just like, buddy, but I, I said I wasn't going to get into it. <laughs> we'll save it for our other podcast, <laughs> Rock Science. Rock Science! <laughs> Music and minerals. <laughs> that sounds actually a good podcast. Yeah, pretty yeah. good. Pretty good. Well, this is our last Snackdown episode because yeah. we're going to go all in on Rock Science! <laughs> Music and minerals. Um, but... So it was it was a great time. Um, we left here at around like five a.m. Um, it was busy, but it was it, it was busy because it was such a nice day. It was mm-hmm. like it was like high of seventy four, very sunny. Cool. It was just tough to find, you know, be, because 
I'm doing like bolt. I'm like all about bolted anchors, right? You know, drilled and bolted like steel um, into the cliff. Other people are like happy with like kind of putting in their own protection. And uh, I'm not about that life, you know? I just kind of want to be in the land of the living and I don't trust myself. <laughs> uh, so. You want to free solo the gunks? Didn't want to free solo the gunks. <laughs> people do that though. That's crazy. And I'm, I try to stay away from them. Is there a reason why it's called the gunks? Uh, so the gunks is a very uh, short term for uh, showering gunks. If you took a piece of rock and put it in your car, would you have gunk in your trunk? <laughs> yeah, you would. I wonder if you could. Like, hmm. I wonder if you're like allowed to. I don't know. Um, it's it's really cool area though. But yeah, so I I got up. You know, I climbed up one pitch, and then you kind of get ready, and then you climb up the next one, and then you're kind of on this, you know, second shelf, like second ledge like 150 feet off the ground and um yeah when we were repelled and like that was fun too. see i would like going down i think because you're just like repelling down yeah that'd be fun repelling's fun if i could just get to the top without all the hassle what's the hassle <laughs> the climbing? climbing that's the fun part <laughs> i think that's the, the other repelling's fun the fun part well they're both fun yeah i'm a, i'm more of a like a short rock boulder guy i like yeah. bouldering i'm not all about the harnesses maybe i should just free solo no <laughs> You're like never free, done this before, but you're like you're like free solo repelling, and I'm like no, it's just falling. <laughs> That's actually just called falling. I'm like a mime, and I'm like going over the edge. <laughs> I'm like no, just here we go over the edge. See you at the bottom. <laughs> and then you're like, as you're falling, you're like trying to like mimic your like mime, or like pantomime like an elevator, like <laughs> yeah. like pushing buttons for like. I'm like quickly trying to like pull myself back up. Yeah, and then like you. You pantomime that you like ran out of rope that you're trying to pull yourself up with. Yeah. Well, that was a fun little imagining. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a blast though. It was it was a really good time. At a certain point, like I just ate trail mix all day. You know, like when we went hiking right in the Adirondacks, I just ate power balls, mm-hmm. and they eventually looked like dog poop, right? Because yeah. they were all like one big conglomerate. Yeah, it's like when you have a, a big Ziploc bag full of uh, power balls. Yeah. After you, after a hike, you have a Ziploc bag of Powerball. Yeah, it was still good though. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so I, I like I was like tired because you're learning a lot, and then um hungry because I was just eating that, and like I got up, you know, the second climb, you know, 150 feet in the air, I was clipped into everything, so it was good, but I just like had this like oh shit kind of feeling. Not like I wasn't panicking, but I was like, there's only like one way down, you yeah. know, like I have to I have to think my way through this, you know. In terms of like triple checking everything and whatever, so you know it was that that's sobering, right? Mm-hmm. It's like a very semi terrifying thing. Did you go? Did Kaylin go, or did she have to watch the kids while you went? Uh, Kaylin wouldn't have wanted to go. No. Um, she's not a gunker. I did offer, but no, she did not go. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was a fun time. Cool. I can't wait to go again. That's very cool. You're all gunked up. All gunked out. Actually, oh, yeah. I was a little tired from it. <laughs> so, uh, all right, we're gonna take a break. Oh, we're yeah. going to pull out the other ramen dish and something else that I'm excited about. And you're going to hear Justin do a little more Japanese. Yeah. It would blow my mind if there was some sort of neural implant that uh, that would just let us speak all languages. Like a babblefish? Mm, yeah. yeah. But babblefish isn't for like speaking. It's just for understanding, right? Yeah. I want to be able to speak it, dude. Should we uh, Duolingo together? Yeah. Cool. That owl is just going to be like, you're not learning your Japanese today, Justin. <laughs> Looks like I'm going to have to pull out another fingernail. And it's just got like pliers and you're like, oh my gosh, the owl. 
can you imagine? <laughs> Instead of like a tooth fairy, it's like the duolingo owl that visits you at night. Yeah, and just pulls out teeth. Yeah. Guess you won't need this because you're not really enunciating anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gonna be hard to try that French cuisine if you're not practicing. How horrifying of a tooth fairy yeah. would that be if like, if you forgot to leave the money, they would take an extra tooth. Whoa, what? You know? If you forgot to leave the tooth, oh, okay. like if you lost a tooth and you didn't give it to the tooth fairy. Yeah, but what would have triggered the tooth fairy coming in the first place? You know, like when a bell rings, an angel gets its wings or something like that. Yeah, tell me what this next one is. <laughs> so when a tooth <laughs> dislodges from the gums, right. a tooth fairy is like, uh-huh. You know, oh, like it knows. that's the trigger event. Yeah, so then it comes to your house and then it's like it lifts up the pillow and there's nothing there. So then it like pulls out the pliers. Okay. And so, like, so in the... <laughs> In this like in this like uh, old country Germanic folklore situation, what noise would that sort of tooth fairy be making? <laughs> I don't know. It's dislodged from the gums. <laughs> the ligaments have popped. Pop pop pop. <laughs> so this brings up actually something. We'll get to the break soon. This brings up something <laughs> on the uh, Snackdown notebook. Have you ever heard of Melchdick? No. <laughs> what is it? It has to do with folklore. So, so, can you spell that? M-E-L-C-H. In parentheses, it says or M-E-L-S-H, depending okay. on how you do it, okay. and then space, dick. How do you spell dick? D-I-C-K. Interesting. We'll be right back. So Melchdick <laughs> is a creature, a woodland creature that guards against people picking unripe hazelnuts. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> what, uh, what sort of bizarre old country situation like challenge someone to create a character like that so he he's a creature that lives in often ancient woodland and guards against people picking unripe hazelnuts the phrase that keeps coming up is mouse dickle catch the lad <laughs> so warning against picking unripe nuts oh so if you pick an unripe hazelnut he comes and like catches you what do you think that what do you think that creature's doing in modern times just like standing next to a nutella uh, <laughs> yeah. A couple of chocolate bars at the grocery store just saying, it actually doesn't have that much hazelnut in it. <laughs> but there's like pictures of Melchdick online. So this is a, uh, this looks like a, a picture of a Melchdick. It's horrifying. <laughs> yeah. Some, some representations, they look, just look like little gnomes, like kind mm-hmm. of like forest gnomes, like mm-hmm. nice. Sometimes the Melchdick is nice in art portrayals. Depends and sometimes on it's to, like a monster. If you're trying to pick it. Yeah. Like if you listen to the Melchdick, and don't pick it he must be like okay see you and then if you eat it he like unzips his skin and he's a monster underneath unzips his skin (laughs) that's my are people listening to this you know we're putting this out on the internet right but uh yeah so don't pick uh unripe hazelnuts otherwise melchdick is going to be Come on, knock on my door. for you. Come for you. Do, 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 do. You know, it was like Three Company, right? Is that oh. what you're saying? No, I, I don't know. I was just making up a Melchdick song. Oh, cool. <laughs> well, see, you a, see you in a bit. We'll be back with more ramen. <laughs> Bye. Bye. This episode is sponsored by Eat Local New York. So once you're done listening to this episode, make sure you head over to eatlocalnystate.com. 
take a look at all their content. They've got podcasts. They've got a YouTube channel. And if you're in New York, they have a way of saving some money when you're eating at some local restaurants. So make sure you check them out. They've got a lot of content based around local food, local restaurants, local chefs, etc. And Anthony's a pretty cool guy. So make sure you check them out. EatLocalNYState.com. And now, back to the show. And we're back! <laughs> uh, we refilled our glasses with some sake. I'm like so tired, I don't know how we did that. And he is falling asleep. <laughs> it's incredible. And it's only 9.45. Pretty late to be having dinner, though. It is pretty late. It's pretty late. Pretty late. So this, what we're eating now, is a smokehouse bowl. So this is brisket burnt ends. General so pork belly, fried onions, bok choy, and enoki mushrooms over barbecue tar, accented by shoyu broth. Mm. What is a tar? T-A-R-E with the slash above it? Let's see. Tar is a traditional Japanese sauce used for grilled meats, especially known in the Western world as teriyaki sauce. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's interesting. So it's probably like tar instead of tar. Mm. Oh, let's try this. What do you think? I think it's really good. The spice is really good. How does their, uh, how do you like their brisket? These are the burnt ends. Uh, I can do better. <laughs> and I know that's like, you know, that's not a nice thing to say, right? And I'm not cooking for the scale that these guys are cooking. So are you saying you could do better flavor-wise or you could do better with the cookedness of it? Both. Well, I don't know about... I don't necessarily know about flavor. It's not that smoky, right? This doesn't taste like... Like, this doesn't taste like it was, like, smoked, right? So, yeah, I don't know. It's okay. So, my mine has egg in it, too, which is great. Got a nice little mm-hmm. egg on here. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think they're really good. I like the crispiness of it. Of of what? The uh, burn the, the burn the, ends, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, your traditional smoked, you know, your burnt ends, it's the point of the brisket, and it's supposed to be pretty fall apart. And not have like a real, like this has a real crust to it. Like, um, not like a bark in the smoked sense, but like a, like it was seared, which it probably was. It was probably seared to like, to give it a, that additional texture. But yeah. Anyway, <laughs> the flavor, like the flavor of like everything together is really great. It is really good. And it's, this was a spicy bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they had a like seven pepper bowl or something like that. That had like mm-hmm. seven different spices. Like. Mm. Spicy peppers in it. I'm like, mmm. But then I was like, Andy would never eat that. Mmm. Which is good. You're just crushing so it. So how do you like the, the noodles? Because that's the main part of a ramen, right? Yeah, these... I, I haven't had ramen enough to um, to say, like, what's the best type of noodle? But, like, these are damn good noodles. I've had some pretty bad ramen noodles. But I can't I, think, ne- I can't necessarily, like, point to, like, what was bad about it, right? Mm-hmm. It was just like... I was like, eh, it just didn't really, like, go with the dish. When, when people, like, discuss ramen or debate mm-hmm. on ramen places i think they're judging a lot of it on the the noodle maybe um <clears throat> and these are a wheat noodle don't these guys make they make their noodles right in house right i believe so at least at least one of their styles of noodles i know they like a, did when they started yeah if they still do i don't know he was the guy that had the noodle maker we yeah. talked about this on like the noodler way a long time ago with anthony in the first episode with anthony yeah i wanted to see if they said online Everything is made from scratch with locally sourced and Japan imported ingredients. And it says, whether you're carnivore, vegan, vegetarian, or gluten-free, we got you, boo. Got you. Or like, go-chu. What? Because they have go-chu gang. 
oh flavor okay. thing. Like gochujang. Yeah, gochujang. No. Pro tip: gochujang. order extra nudes and add. F- <laughs> it's n o o d s, but right, it's right, funny right. reading it. Yeah. Order extra nudes and add a flavor bomb. Thank us later. What's a flavor bomb? I don't know. Hmm. Uh, it doesn't say anything about like handcrafted, but it says everything's made from scratch. So I'm assuming they do make their their noodles, noodles, from their scratch. nudes. Yeah, they they make the nudes. They do their in-house nudes. <laughs> they scratch. They scratch their nudes. Yeah. Nice. This is good. I like the uh, crispy uh, fried onion things. Oh yeah. So this makes me want to try your burnt ends because I really like these. Dude, you're gonna love my burnt ends. Um, I think I'm all right. So so let, let's talk about next week because I might do burnt ends next week. So I'm going to a work function in Manhattan, and uh, you know, like we're just trying to be precautious, and um, but I'm gonna be kind of like quarantined in the camper for part of the next, the like the weekend that I'm back, because I just kind of want to like you know keep a safe distance and do the right thing. That being said, I will be smoking meat while I'm kind of quarantined. Uh, so if you want burn ends, I'm your guy. Sounds pretty good. Yeah. I'd, I'd be excited for you to try the burnouts. They turned out really, really well last time. Hmm. And it should be, they shouldn't be tough at all. Like everything should just like um, melt. So so we have one more thing here. Yeah. So this is what we call a gyoza or something like that. Gyoza, sure. G-Y-O-Z-A. And they kind of look like dumplings. Mm-hmm. They're a little bit bigger than dumplings. And translucent. Yeah. And so of. we get we just got a... Um, we got short rib. So this is slow braised short rib mm. and pickled shallots. Can't wait. Mm. What do you think about that? It's good. Really, like, kind of like gets stuck in your mouth, like, really <sighs> thick. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like salty, minced, and yeah, just like a nice, like, I don't know, like nice dumpling sort of. It's very good. Yeah, it's really, a, at least that short rib one is like a real mm-hmm. cross between, like, uh dumpling and like a barbecue slider or something mm-hmm. like that yeah super good pickled shallots add a lot yeah mm-hmm. but the meat is just meat is flavored really well mm-hmm. oh man so a gyoza according to just one cookbook gyoza or japanese pan-fried dumplings are as ubiquitous as ramen in japan hmm. uh you can find these mouth-watering dumplings being served at specialty shops izakaya ramen shops Grocery stores, or even at festivals. What is a kaya is, I don't know. What is gyoza? How do you Original spell, Chinese. How do you spell a kaya? I Z A K A Y A. Oh. The original Chinese dumplings are called jiaozi, 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 jiaozi. These dumplings Lord. consist of ground meat and vegetable filling that are wrapped into a thinly rolled piece of dough, huh. which is then sealed by pressing the edges together. Finished jiaozi can be boiled, steamed, pan-fried, which we call pot stickers, or deep-fried. Hmm. So what is the Japanese version like? The key characteristic of gyoza lies in its cooking method, which involves both pan-frying and steaming. They are first fried in a hot pan until crispy brown on the bottom sides, and then a small amount of water is added before the pan is covered to quickly steam the entire dumplings. This technique gives gyoza the best mixture of textures where you get crispy bottoms and tender, soft tops that encase the juicy filling inside. So it's so it's fried and then it's boiled? Yeah, so you pan it's pan seared. <clears throat> so you mm-hmm. pan fry it mm-hmm. and then once the bottom is brown, you pour water in and close the top and steam it. Wow. That seems like it goes like against what I would think. Right? Gyoza against? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Justin's just going for the one-two punch at this point. Someday we should have like a Gyoza Gosa episode, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like pan-fried oh, dumplings. Oh, I'm awake now. <laughs> <laughs> Those go really well together. Speaking of fruit beers, I had a uh, I had a pina colada IPA the other day. Oh, yeah? It's pretty good. It had um, It had like coconut and, you know, pineapple and it was decent. So, uh, a while ago, a couple episodes back, we talked about Eminem and that song, Mom's Spaghetti. Mm-hmm. You know, well, it's not, that song's not Mom's That's Spaghetti. The, the song we talked about is... the line about Mom's Spaghetti. Yeah. So Eminem is opening up a restaurant in Detroit called Mom's Spaghetti based on that line. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. I just read it like yesterday. Do you think he'll like turn a profit on that? Maybe. Right. What if it's all like rancid bad food so everyone's like throwing up Mom's yeah, Spaghetti? Yeah, right. It just makes everyone anxious. Yeah. All the food makes people just sick to their stomach. Mm-hmm. I feel like at Mom's <laughs> Spaghetti, there would be like an open mic night, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where like people were really nervous. Right. At least slam poetry. Yeah. Where you, is, is that That's where you body slam things, like right? books of poetry. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, was, this was yum. This is good, yeah. I had never been to Kasai. Mm-hmm. I had never been out for ramen. I still haven't been out for ramen, but... Uh, so the past couple past couple times I've been down to Manhattan and like the the boroughs, I, I was on the hunt for ramen, you know, like for just like really good ramen. And and I did find some cool spots. But like if I were going on a work trip and I had to pick up a meal and I could hunt for a specific type of meal, what would you hunt for? If I was in a new town? Yeah. And that town was called Manhattan. So I hear Don't just say like Three dollars slices of pizza. Yeah, Sabaros I hear is good. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I know there's a lot of like really good Jewish delis down there. Yep. Right, and I've never I... been to one of those. So that sounds good. Okay. I think I would like to try some fine dining though if I went to Manhattan. Yeah. I think they have some really good restaurants down there. I would check my budget. Like world known restaurants. You know what I mean? So there's probably some like really famous restaurants. Okay. I might blow some money on trying something like that. <laughs> but if i if my wallet was light yeah um pizza uh, <laughs> you probably get a Pizzi. good you probably get a good slice down there yeah good I, cup if of i was gonna get too. pizza though i would get try to get like an artisan like really mm. like experimental pizza place yeah it's like it's like pizza and there's like an ice cube on it but it's also on fire <laughs> like that type of thing like yeah like pizza very shots. like it's <laughs> liquidated <laughs> You're like, huh, what would I try? Um, I would definitely try something performative. Yeah, I'll have a pizza. <laughs> uh, neat around the rocks. <laughs> uh, well, I'll let you, we'll, you know, we'll have to, um, uh, we'll have to figure out, well, we'll talk about it next time. I would go somewhere, I would go somewhere either like really fancy and well-known, mm-hmm. like something that you can't get anywhere else. They're only doing it like New York. Or I would get... I don't know, just like like food that you know, understand. Like I said, like pizza or a pub place, but <laughs> like pizza or American pub food, but that they're doing it like in an artisan way, uh-huh. like like turned up a notch, so that they can charge fifty percent more at least. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. So I, I like this. You are uh, a little bit of a brisket shamer, but you know, but I, you are. Don't if anyone's listened to this, it's not that much of a knock on Kasai because Andy is very critical when it comes to barbecuing because he slow cooks, smokes himself, 
And he's gotten very, very good at it so that everywhere he goes. I, well, I, like, I just, I'm very critical of myself in terms of smoking and like, and just cooking and in general. I mean, my, my thing is just really just taking your time with it. And, and maybe, maybe the way that their kitchen is set up, like maybe they just don't have the time to like, to like babysit a brisket for like nine hours. Like they probably don't. Right. And that's totally understandable. But everything, I mean, you know, everything other than other than that, and it still tasted great. It's just yeah. to me, it just wasn't like, oh, burn ends. You know what I mean? So um, I really but, liked them. But everything else was just fantastic. Mm-hmm. So and and maybe they were following like a you know maybe there's like a cultural context of of a, of a dish that that was like you know yeah. paying homage to. You know what I mean? So I you you wanted them to fall apart a little bit more. Oh yeah, I really liked the crunchiness. Hmm. So, like, you kind of like the seared side of it. I really like it seared. Yeah. Same with, like, when you're eating a good steak. I want the inside. I'm, like, a medium rare kind of guy, like red. (laughs) But I do, like, a seared edge, like, kind of like a crispy shell a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, but but everything else, everything was fantastic. Yeah. Throw a little bok choy on your noodles and yum. Take those nudes to Flavortown. (laughs) On that note. (laughs) Should I, like... Take a picture of my ramen and then send nudes on uh, mm-hmm. the dating apps. Yeah. Like pictures of nudes. Yes. Be like, I want nudes. And by nudes, I mean, let's go to Kasai Ramen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Andy's about to fall asleep. <laughs> so uh, we're going to end this thing. We're going to end this. Yeah. See you later. Thanks for listening today. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And you can find this episode and a bunch of others like it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music iTunes, and a bunch of other places. You can go to our website at www.snackdownpod.com. You can support us on patreon.com slash snackdown. You can visit our sponsors at Eat Local New York at eatlocalnystate.com. And you can call us and leave us a voicemail at 315-313-5456. And you can give us a suggestion of something you want to hear us try. You can just say hello. You can tell us a funny story, whatever you want. And uh, you can also, if you really want to like send us something, uh, DM us and we'll uh, tell you where to send it. We had a lot of people send us stuff early on and we haven't had any, any packages in a while. So uh, if you want to send us something. <laughs> and if you want to send us some nudes, send yeah. us some noodles. Go yeah. for it. And if you really want to send, if you really want to meet us, uh, get a big box that you can uh, curl up in for no, three to five days. <laughs> for 35 days? Three to five days. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Like what, what? What part of decomposition are we looking at? That just <laughs> like a dead, curled-up person in a box. Oh no! <laughs> they were the best snack pack member. <laughs> Did they want us to try this? Yeah, they're a snack pack for the maggots now. <laughs> or you know, and then it's like yeah, because it's like CSI Miami. Oh yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, if you want to do that, <laughs> you're welcome to climb in a box, and we'll tell you where to go. We're not telling people to kill themselves. No, I mean, three to five days if you have a little food and air holes and water. Oh, my gosh. You watch too many t- too much TV, man. <laughs> you watch too many TV. Too many TV. <laughs> okay. Well, have a great uh, have a great week, guys. Thanks for have listening. A, have a great whatever time you're in. Eat when some you're good listening. food. Send us pics. Yeah. Send up some nudes. Noodles. The N-O-O-D version. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Uh, All right. (laughs) See you later. Bye. Bye.
$20 pancake. You can eat it off a butt. Off a what? <laughs> Just a butt? <laughs> yeah. we'll I'm not going to do that, we'll though. cut that out. <laughs>